0: This is the Farm Report with Pam hello, Yonke. Hello,
1: hello, hello. How you doing on a Wednesday morning? Come on in, fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke, welcoming you to this. The 19th day of June, and I got to tell you, a little cooler than it was yesterday. A 72-hour expected high we will have partly cloudy skies, about a 40% chance of rain today. Tomorrow should dry out a little bit, 74 on Thursday. But then on Friday, another 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms, 77 are expected high. And unfortunately, that rain possibility hangs around. Saturday and Sunday. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist is going to share weather insights with us as we head towards 5.30 and up before 6 o'clock. He's been around the Equity Livestock Sales Association for about 16 years, and by gosh, by golly, Chuck Adamy, who is the CEO currently, is going to fully retire. He's been transitioning the position to Kurt Larson for the past couple of months, but officially he's done at the end of the month, and we can't let him get out the doors without taking a look at his career. Maybe you didn't realize it, but Chuck had a career before he was in the livestock industry. We're going to find out about that before 6.
2: We're on Insurance,
3: keeping Wisconsin strong. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local Rural Mutual Insurance Agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
1: Well, we're working again in between the clouds, in between the heat, then the humidity, and uh, still a lot of water around Wisconsin. It is a uh, Wednesday morning. and A lot of farmers this week found out that uh, they didn't get much done over the past seven days' time. The latest Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service says of the 18 major corn-producing states, seven have less than 90% of their corn in the ground, and Wisconsin is one of them. I'm Pam at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It is just going to be one of those frustrating years, Bob, where we're going to remember it for all the wrong reasons.
4: Absolutely, Pam. Bob Boesel here at the northern end of the longest barn. And it's not just corn. It's bean and it's alfalfa. And we talk about the stress on farmers, and rightly so, because it is a major stress. But what about the suppliers, the people that get all those crops to the farmers so they can hopefully get them in the ground? spoke at the recent Wisconsin FFA convention in Madison with Jeff Rank of Rank Seeds in Madison. Rank Seeds has been a longtime sponsor of the state degree banquet, of which over 900 people showed up this year. But what about from that end of things, the supply ranks? Jeff said that, uh, yeah, they deal in a lot of states in the Midwest, and he said conditions like we're having this year just don't happen very often.
5: I would say we see conditions like this maybe once every 10 or 20 years and a lot of us don't remember because uh, in, in the fall at harvest time hopefully things square around and it's a decent crop but um, you know the 93 spring and maybe one or two others in my career have been as challenging I would not say worse or better um, but it does happen and it, and it, it's tough on growers and it's tough on suppliers. What does
4: it mean for you and your business? Because we talk about changing hybrids, late planted, prevented planting. How much reconnoitering do you have to do in your dealers
5: and people like that? So in an ideal world, we would sell it, our growers would pay for it, and it would all get planted. That's just not reality. And I would say the the seed we sold this year is some of the most well-traveled seed that way, in my lifetime or in my career, um, the, the, uh, the late planting decisions were made, maturities were changed. Those didn't work out. It was changed again, and now we're getting down to the point where, if corn can't be planted, that'll have to. That'll you know, it made its third trip to the farm. It'll still have to come back. Maybe beans will go out. Maybe those will get planted. Maybe they won't. Um, or a cover crop or a, a prevent plant situation they still might want a cover crop it's um it's us it, let's, let's just say it's been a lot of customer service this spring. How far afield
4: has it been a challenge? Of course we think of rank seed out of Sun Prairie but obviously your trade territory is a
5: lot bigger than that. Where have you seen some of the biggest challenges? Um, I would say Wisconsin southern Wisconsin despite its challenges, may have been one of the most blessed areas in the United States this year. Um, the problems extended from Nebraska with the early flooding. We all remember um, the flooding in the spring uh, where they lost grain bins and things like that. A lot of those farmers still haven't recovered from that. Um, Iowa and Illinois, the, uh, the conditions are broadcast nationally because there's large impact on acres. Um, our trade runs, area runs well into Michigan. Michigan's been affected just as much as Wisconsin. Um, Dakotas are just starting to plant, um, you know, and this is the middle of June, so um, it's probably been one of the more most wide-scale events I've ever seen.
4: And I don't know if you're just talking about corn or if you're talking about beans as well, because it's a challenge <laughs> to decide what do we pl- we get a good day, what do we
5: put in? Yeah, and my rule of thumb has been: the middle of June, you, you better give up on corn unless you need the forage for your livestock. Um, Beans, we say you'll get beans until about the first of July. Um, A lot of work's been done the last week, week and a half, so that's taken some pressure off. But um, the the tough part is is a lot of acres went in very well after an optimum planting date. And there's going to be a much bigger or more profound effect on yield than I think most people realize.
4: How has your supply of short-season hybrids held up? Because, as you said, some of the
5: seed has gone out to the farm three different times. So we're waiting to see what comes back, but we think we'll be out of position on some early corns for next year. Um, We had to fill fill orders for people who needed early-season corn. We've been running inventories a little on the tighter side in maybe the last five years. And so now um, more early corn's gone out, more late corn's come back. And we're a little concerned that we will not have the quantities of early corn we need for next year. And we're starting to already kick the football around here about maybe a modest amount of winter production to to um, so we have enough for next year. What does that entail as far as winter
4: production and... How much does it change your business plan? Because I don't know if this is always a contingency or if uh, this is something that uh, we got to do what we got to do.
5: This is a got-to-do-what-you-got-to-do scenario. It doesn't happen very often. Um, Maybe for us, once every 10 or 15 years, we can live with that. Um, It it, it was to help meet a need with our customers. Um, It's counter-season production in South America. Um, It will... Probably more than double our cost of the seed. Mercifully, we don't have to to replace our our whole inventory. We just need a modest amount of early corn uh, so we have enough for next season.
4: There isn't a farmer in the country that I know that wants to take prevented planting. But what option do you have in your business? You can't file for preventive planting. You just have to kind of bend over
5: and take it in the seat of the pants. No, Rank, rank Seed is committed to, to growing the acres. Um, if, um, and and, and we've, we've had it off and on over the years, maybe a late hybrid. We raise locally, doesn't get planted. Um, we'll go to a, a commercial crop of some kind, um, corn or beans. And, um, and then switch it to counter-season production to make sure that we have high-quality seed at the end of the year. So how have you done with your field
4: work? You're still, you've got corn to plant, obviously, every year. So you've got varieties available for next year and the years after that. How is that done for you as far as the field work? You got everything in for
5: corn? So today's June 12th, and, uh, and we, we finished on June 11th. And in our, in our business with seed corn... A lot of cornfields are planted at least twice most three times and so the last splits were planted um, on June 11th and we're feeling good about that although most years we would not feel good about that. What about the beans? A little okay. better shape than the corn? Yes and no. Uh, the beans are all in and have been for four or five days however we, d- we did not plant a single soybean before the first of June. That's got to be close to a first? Yeah, well, beans maybe don't have the highest, high, as high a priority on our farm as seed corn does, um, but normally we're doing beans by the third week in May. And
4: uh, alfalfa is also in the portfolio. We know that sad story this year. How much of a challenge is it to, to meet the demands of getting alfalfa so guys can reseed this year?
5: So we, we could kind of see the handwriting on the wall. We, we have plenty of supply of alfalfa. Um, however, our product mix didn't, wasn't maybe the most agreeable with a lot of our customers. Uh, dairy farmers are a little stressed. They were looking for um, more of an economy brand of alfalfa, and uh, that seed sold out pretty quickly. And it was, it was tough to extend that supply all the way through the spring. We did have seed. We may not have had the exact unit our customers wanted. Other forages uh, that they were asking for? Not too much, um, it was the alfalfa they were most concerned about and um, supply was good but m- not maybe the, of the cheapest varieties. Jeff, as you deal
4: with the uh, farmers, it has to be tough because we all know the economic situation uh, with these
5: prices and everything else but
4: sounds to me like uh, the rank motto is the farmer first.
5: Yeah, and we are farmers. It, it, it's hard not to do it any other way. Um, we certainly sympathize with them and it's it's been a little bit of a tough row the last two three years um all almost all commodities are break even at best and we're we're doing whatever we can uh, to, to support those guys keep them afloat keep them alive get them the right product at the right price um, make sure they they have the product they need in a year like this when they need to switch Um, I think there's a lot of seed companies that maybe didn't have early corn, maybe did some unethical things um, along the lines of product recommendations. And unfortunately, or fortunately, Bob, depending on how you look at it, we've been in this business so long, we know who these guys are. We look them in the eye every day. We like that part of our relationship, and I want to look them in the eye next year, and I I want them to come back and, and... Be our customer, be my friend. Ranked Seeds,
4: again, the challenges in agriculture that farmers face, as do the folks that supply the farmers with the products they need. Jeff Rank with Ranked Seeds, as we visited recently at the Wisconsin FFA Convention where Ranked Seed is a major sponsor of the program here in Madison. I'm Bob Bosold.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
6: Your John Deere and your Sloan deal is here now during deer season. Run with a John Deere 3025E compact utility tractor from Sloan's. Get 0% for 60 months plus 1500 off with the purchase of two or more implements. Offer ends 73119. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan implement for details. Choose John Deere and then choose your plus size Sloan deal today. Visit sloans.com or stop in today.
7: Neon, day glow, flashing lights, special effects. Today's world puts our sense of sight on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. It's a wonder how much you'll see once all the distractions fade away. You may see a lone eagle soaring past massive snow-capped mountains. Or a great horned owl perched stoically on a branch nearby. You may see the furry face of a baby sea otter curiously poking its head out of the dark blue sea. Or ancient rocks shaped by centuries of wind. When you see these things, you're seeing the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges.
1: Do you want to be a part of that cheering crowd? Well, the Fabulous Farm Babe has your chance to win a pair of three-day passes for Country USA and Oshkosh June 27th through the 29th. Where else would you get the chance to see Alabama Dirk Bentley and Brad Paisley headline a concert? All you have to do for your chance to win is head over to thefabulousfarmbabe.net and fill out a quick survey. We'll be accepting those now through June 21st. So what are you waiting for? This is your chance. Head over to thefabulousfarmbabe.net right now.
3: And now, a woman who knows beans and oats and corn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
8: It's Josh Scramblin filling in for Pam Yonke this morning with weather. It is 519, and I could not do weather without the help of Stu Muck. Stu, how are you this morning?
9: I'm doing fine, Josh. How's by you?
8: Uh, good. I was looking at the radar this morning, and everyone is dry except for those of us in the southern part of the state. Is that what you're seeing?
9: That's exactly it. It's that southeastern section of Wisconsin, oh, about the Fond du Lac-Madison line over to Platteville. Not that it's been all that much. The airport's telling a, a different story. About twelve hundredths of an inch at Madison, uh, only a one hundredth of an inch amount from La Crosse, and then here I am, about six miles from the Fond du Lac Airport. I had less than a hundredth of an inch. They have twenty-one hundredths of an inch at the airport. So your rain values are varying. But it's going to be in that especially far southeast part of the state today. There's a front passing off to the south. That frontal boundary already extends from southern Lake Michigan down into Illinois, back up into Missouri and into into lower Michigan. Now that front will pull away, but it's near enough. That in this area, seeing the rain, Fond du Lac, Madison, areas east and southeast, little scattered, sprinkly showers, light rain may continue for a few hours yet this morning. Further west, La Crosse and Boston, you folks are the lucky ones. More sunshine breaks out today. Oh, not that it's going to really make those temperatures rebound, though. We remain on the cooler-than-normal pattern right through today, warming a little bit for Thursday. But then we're watching this front, that front that's passing through now. will stay just a little stationary off to our South. And the next low will build in from the west. There are are already some very scattered areas of light rain in the Dakotas and Nebraska, in the central parts of those states. And as that next low moves east and pulls that front back in as a warm front and makes its way up toward uh, Iowa, Illinois here by late in the week, it's a little more likely we talk about more rain chances developing into Friday, lasting to Saturday. Now I've been seeing some maps indicating, oh, some quarter-and-a-half-inch amounts of rain already Friday night. And the rain amounts could add up a little more again in that southeast part of Wisconsin into Saturday, where we may actually be talking about some, excuse me, some half or near three quarter inch amounts from late Friday or on into Saturday. But we stay on that cooler than normal side throughout the time as well. I'll check forecast details right after this.
3: As a company founded by farmers, Rural Mutual Insurance has long understood the unique needs of the Wisconsin ag industry. As Wisconsin's number one farm insurer, they're a proud sponsor of Farm Tech Days. Visit the Rural Mutual Safety Zone tent at Farm Tech Days in Johnson Creek, July 23rd through 25th. Meet local agents and enter for your chance to win state fair tickets.
2: Rural Mutual
3: Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. There goes Pam Yankee across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Wisconsin's Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. And buy your Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter.
8: It is 523 right now, and I'm joined by ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, everyone keeps asking when it's going to warm up. It seems like it's finally here, doesn't it? Well,
9: kind of here. We do need a little more. I mean, the normal high, 79 at Madison, 81 at La Crosse. But today, we have those little scattered showers around this morning yet in eastern and southeast Wisconsin, and otherwise mostly cloudy. In the west, partly sunny skies, a bit more possible. Low to mid-70s, coolest in the east, warmest in the west. Winds will be northeast about 5. Mostly cloudy overnight, not a bad evening. Upper 50s, northeast winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny Thursday, pretty fine. Low to mid-70s with the northeast winds at 5 to 10. But then skies become mostly cloudy Friday. A shower, possibly a thunderstorm building in toward midday, more likely afternoon. Mid-70s, southeast winds at 5 to 10. And Josh would have to say from, say, Friday night into Saturday, especially southern and eastern Wisconsin, about a half to three-quarters of an inch of rain. A little lighter in the west, but there will be some wetness as we make our way to the weekend.
8: All right, Stu, thank you so much. And Pam, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, okay? All right, have a great day. All right, you as well. Thank you so much. L- looking at current weather conditions right now, 63 in Madison, and it is raining. It looks as though it's going to be a high of 73. In Eau Claire, it's 52, high of 76 is what it's looking like today. And then in lacrosse, it's mostly sunny at the moment with a high of 71. And then looking towards the weekend, as he was saying, it looks as though it could be hitting 80 in some areas, especially Green Bay and Lacrosse again. And then in Wausau right now, it is 52, mostly sunny. And then it is a high of 73. In Oshkosh, a high of 72. And right now, it is 61 degrees. And finally, in Mauston, a high of 74 today. And right now, it is 59 degrees.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
4: Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years in 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends. Not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision.
7: With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Danzer Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience.
4: Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple.
9: Dancer, that's the answer.
7: We're heading into the season of weddings, class reunions, and other big events. Is your skin ready?
10: A skincare minute with skincare expert
7: Michelle Neeson. Whether your special day is next year or next week, we can help you feel confident and beautiful in your skin. Treatments such as laser and light therapy can tighten skin and remove age spots. With years of sun damage, it can take a series of treatments to get the best results. Other procedures such as Botox and dermal fillers can soften wrinkles and relax frown lines. If your event is fast approaching, don't lose hope. Medical grade skin products and peels can give your skin a little boost. Visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sock Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty.
11: Let your natural
0: beauty
3: shine through.
0: Outdoor traditions like hunting, fishing, trapping, and wildlife watching are an important part of Wisconsin.
1: Access to public land makes it easier for us to enjoy these activities.
0: Own more than 40 acres and want to keep these traditions alive? Then earn money through the DNR's
5: Voluntary Public Access Program. Learn more. Search Share the Land at dnr.wi.gov. Funding provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, in RCS.
2: Share the land and keep traditions alive!
0: agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more Insight FS is your supplier of choice Insight FS can supply feed for your livestock, your pets, and anything in between An Insight FS nutritionist can customize to your unique needs Talk to our feed team today From energy to agriculture, on the farm or at home Make Insight FS your valued partner Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you
6: bent spoons jewelry Legos over the years your friends at Benjamin Plumbing have found all sorts of items that can obstruct a garbage disposal hey it's an everyday common occurrence when your pulverizing garbage disposal comes to a grinding halt Benjamin Plumbing will dispatch one of their capable service techs to check things out it could be an interesting discovery or it could be your old garbage disposal has simply seen its last day and not to worry The majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Grumpy garbage disposal? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing.
5: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
1: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
5: Benjamin Plumbing.
0: silver and gold shining forever. Diamonds and other exotic gemstones, some mined right here in the United States. Great prices, a helpful staff. Where can you find all of this? I'm telling you, Goodman's Jewelers. They've been in business for 85 years because they know how to treat their customers right. They've been a part of a lot of love stories in those 85 years, from engagement rings to wedding bands to necklaces, brooches. They even have officially licensed NCAA Bucky Badger UW Jewelry. And if you've got a graduate who's maybe heading to UW, you may want to stop by Goodman's Jewelers to pick up that perfect gift. And they've got a gift for every occasion and someone to guide you along the way. Back in the day when I used to hear Jewelry Store, I thought there's nothing in there that I can afford. Stop in and talk to John and his staff and find out just how wrong we are. They've got some beautiful pieces at all price points. Their website, goodmansjewelers.com. Their location, 220 State Street. Same spot for those 85 years
6: they have to build relations and i i was that person for many years you have to build relationships you have to build trust because you want access and you want to get interviews and you want to break stories and you want to get good at content and that's your job so i get that but i also don't get the like just detaching from being a fan part of it and i don't know we- that i could i don't know that i could cover football if i wasn't allowed to be a pa- fan of the packers <gasps> And I don't know that saying we is a better or Dude, worse
2: fan. So when Brett Favre was being told he was going into the Hall of Fame, the Packers Hall of Fame, uh, I was there for the press conference. So Favre wasn't there, but it was a teleconference. So they had a phone oh. on a podium. Then all the beat writers were there. And there's me. I'm, it was like one of my first assignments. And I came in wearing a Packers shirt because oh. I was so jacked up. Though I was there in attendance when Brett Favre was told for the first time that he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, that's bad. And I was just, I couldn't even stand up because I was has a raging Woody over it. I was just so pumped. Wearing my Packers <laughs> shirt. And you should have seen the glares oh, I, I got from those loser stares. Big J's. The they wish they could be as good looking as me wearing <laughs> that Packers shirt. Sorry, I'm not a crumfumpled old man. You losers! I can't even can't even celebrate the Packers and the greatness of Brett Favre. What you press? Know, oh, look at this guy! Oh, wearing a Packers jersey or shirt. We were at Lambeau. It was in the new atrium they were building at the time, so they're breaking in with a new Favre conference to tell him he was going in the Hall of Fame and there I was rocking that Packers shirt looking like a million bucks feeling like a million bucks and I love when they do that Well that's the funny mad. thing
6: about that like I don't have any problem with you doing that but like that's a big no-no so like is that like again should you like even though it's stupid should you follow the rules or like come on dude like you again that's the whole point of this topic for me is the reason I couldn't probably still do that job is it would be difficult for me To not be a fan. I remember when we went to the Badger game down in Dallas a few years ago for Alabama. And I was so jacked up for Wisconsin-Alabama. And we did the pregame show down there. um, And I may have had a few pops, uh, adult beverages at the pregame show. So I was was pretty fired up. But I had a media pass because there was two of us that had went at the time. And the other person I was with, former employee here, you know, I had the duties of covering the game. So he went in the press box. I'm like, well, I'm not going to let guy, dude, sit by himself. So I went to the press box. This was the first time in years I had sat in a press box. And, you know, first half, okay, watch the game. And I'm like, screw it. I, I can't do this. I told him at halftime, I'm like, They're yo, I'm, here. I'm, I'm peacing out. Like, I'll meet you down in the locker room after the game. Like, I'm going to go sit in the stands and have a beer and just be a fan in the second half. Like and he's like, yeah. I get it. He stayed in the, the press box and he watched the second half as a media type. I went and got a beer. Sat in the stands and watched Wisconsin and Alabama as a fan.
2: And the thing that cracked me up when I was at that Brett Favre conference, one of the dudes, like, they'll give you daggers. (laughs) So, a lot of you guys (laughs) don't realize, like, in the media, some of these journalists think they're so much better than you. Oh, man. Like, they think they're so much better. Baseball Writers of America, by the way, got a two seed. And they're more than you, and they look down at you through their cheap little TJ Maxx reader glasses (laughs) thinking they're better than you. But they're not. They think they are, they're not. So, I. no, like hang on. Let me saying. finish. I'm ranting here. He's <laughs> running ranting here. So I'm there. I'm there in that Brett Favre press conference, wearing my Packers shirt, looking phenomenal as these looking old as oh, these old. Fat curmudgeons are looking at me, Fat judging me. Fat curmudgeons. So uh, we asked a question. <laughs> he is ranting. We asked a question to Brett Favre. I'm, I'm, I'm taking full advantage of this. I asked a question to Brett Favre, and it was from a fan perspective. And one of the guys in the media, you can hear him on airwaves once in a while, who's got his nose so far up one of the quarterback's buttholes <laughs> that, that he, he went ragging. He's going for it now. He was on air ragging on us, ragging on me about it. I've... And then what did I see? Oh, yeah, this guy's in here wearing a Packers shirt asking a fan question. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, you were sniffing so much butthole. This other quarterback. You don't even know what's going on. What happens the next day? He's got this big tell-all article about Brett Favre, and all of it is involving his big story. My question or our question that we asked?
6: It was a good question.
2: So he goes on air to bag on us and what we were doing. And then what does he do with his big article? Uses all the stuff that we did. It was a real. I, Loser. I, I heard.
6: I called you. I was the one who told you that because I heard. I'm like, what did you guys do? At this Packer press conference because someone's ripping on you on the radio. And then I went back and you showed me the question. And I'm like, that was actually- his whole story.
2: Yeah, I'm like, that's a really good question, his actually. His whole story after he went on throwing us under the bus. He went and used everything that we did. These are the same people. As that- he's brown-nosing 12. These are the same people.
6: Oh, I love your he's butt. He's losing it. Go ahead, Nell. I was going to say these are the same people that act like they are superior. And then they can go on their their telecasts and everything. And not even pronounce names right.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Alrighty,
1: five thirty-five now on a Wednesday morning. We're talking with Chuck Adamy from the Equity Livestock Sales Association before six o'clock. He spent sixteen years in the livestock industry in Wisconsin and really representing us on the national scene. And at the end of the month, he is retiring completely from that association. Did you know he had a career before? the livestock industry, and you might be surprised what it was. Stick around for the details as we roll towards 6 o'clock. It's our checkoff chat brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Beef Council. Did you know on this date, back in 1986, Milwaukee's airport went international? Yeah, the General Mitchell Airport in Milwaukee on this date turned international as they saw some expansion on service there. On this date in 1978, Garfield, that lazy cat that you see in the comic strips, made his debut. He's in 41 newspapers on that day. Right now he holds the Guinness World Record for the world's most widely syndicated comic strip, Garfield the Cat. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri News Desk, here's what's happening on Wednesday. Say, we know that the state budget is getting hashed and rehashed down at the State House. What you may not realize is there are some critical elements being discussed right now, financially speaking, that could impact your community. Senator Howard Markline is on the Joint Finance Committee. He's also the chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee, and I got a chance to visit with him about that. A couple different priorities he's keeping an eye on, not the least of which, trying to improve Wisconsin's rural roads and bridges.
10: Yeah, and uh, you know, what we uh, approved uh, last last week uh, was a significant expansion in the amount of money going into our, our local roads. Uh, what we're doing is taking uh, ninety million dollars out of our existing. Uh, Cash balance. We've, we're going to end the year with uh, about seven hundred million dollars uh, in, in the bank here, and I've heard from so many people. Please use some of that to, to fix our roads. So, uh, so we're going to dedicate a significant uh, amount, or ninety million dollars of that, to, to our low, our local, our, our, our towns, counties, and, and municipalities. So this is that first mile that is so important for for our agricultural uh, you know, farmers and all their suppliers, for that matter.
1: Yeah, and what I also thought was. Interesting is this is not going into trucks or graders or anything like that. This is purely to improve our infrastructure.
10: We uh, I was pretty clear when we came up with this proposal. I don't want to, I want this to go into roads. I want it to go into asphalt, concrete, and steel. Uh, nothing you know. I don't want the new the the town uh, shop getting fixed up or the new grader and all that. As you said, I you know this is I want this to go into roads.
1: Wisconsin Senator Howard Marklein, he is the chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee, also a member of joint finance. And like he said, his goal, trying to get more money out to rural communities to fix those roads and bridges. Hopefully it will make it through the process of conversation downtown and the governor will sign it into effect. We'll keep you posted. Regular conversation with Howard Markline here on the show. We'll take a quick break back with a quick look at markets. It's coming up on 539 You know, I got to say, I love working with businesses that make an impact on their community, and that's why I've been working with McFarland's for so long. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke here from my buddies at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, right in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. And I always say the heart of Sauk City because of what they do. It's not just about the deals that you get, the service that you get. It's about what they do within their community. And I've got some excellent examples if you want to take a look at their Facebook page. Look for McFarland's Retail Center. You know, they make a difference in people's lives, not only by the events that they support, but also by the products they sell. They've got a fantastic rental department. And if you look on their Facebook page, they have people posting thank yous for the turnout that they have in their backyard for a graduation, a wedding, an anniversary party. And it's all thanks to the quality of staff and the rental equipment available in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12. Hey, it's 540 on a Wednesday morning. Are you looking to go to Country USA in Oshkosh June 27th through the 29th? I can hook you up. If you want tickets to Country USA June 27th through the 29th, go to fabulousfarmbabe.net right now. All right, markets and overnight electronic trade have been kind of mixed all night long. December corn right now is down a quarter of a cent at four sixty-two and three quarters. November beans down three at nine thirty-seven and a quarter. July wheats down two five twenty-nine and a half. Dairy was interesting. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained four cents to half. four and a half. Forty pound block cheese was up three at one seventy eight. Double A butter down a penny and a half. Two thirty six and a quarter per pound. USDA says Wisconsin milk production for the month of May basically was unchanged. 2.65 billion pounds of milk. We had 1.27 million head of dairy cattle out there, same as last month, but 5,000 fewer than last year. And every one of those cows producing basically the same amount of milk as she did back in May. We're talking about his career before the Equity Livestock Sales Association. Chuck Adamy, our guest next. This
0: is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: So you think Wisconsin weather's been a little challenging? What's that you say? That's an understatement? I hear you. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for my friends at Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street, Sun Prairie. You know what they were telling me, though, is that your vehicle can actually do a lot to protect you and your family. Features like the safety alert seat. Your seat will literally vibrate when it detects a possible collision or a hazard. Then there's the lane keep assist so you don't drive out of your lane. Side blind zone alert, heads-up display. So many different components in today's vehicles that help to keep you and your family safe, regardless of the weather. Why don't you check it out? Head on over to Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie. Tell them the farm babe sent you and take a look at all these new safety features that come along for the ride when you and your family are headed out to work, to school, or on the family vacation. Look in that back seat. Aren't they worth it? Zimbrick Chevrolet. Main Street, Sun Prairie. Tell them the farm Babe sent you.
8: We've always had villains to face.
1: Bad guys to take down. But you...
4: You are the most horrible of all. Just
11: because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you.
3: We're here because we've had
10: enough of you.
8: We all have the power to do something.
10: To change something.
8: To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team but when we join together
0: you don't stand a chance but inside we are all
3: heroes
8: we are resilient
3: we are powerful
8: and we will win Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame MasterCard and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all Cancer join us now at StandUpToCancer.org slash MasterCard
3: Overalls are fashionable every
2: season. Aren't you taking this a bit far? The fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke.
1: It is time for Checkoff Chats on a Wednesday, brought to you courtesy of our Wisconsin Beef Council as well as the Equity Livestock Sales Association. Using your checkoff dollars to help consumers better understand what you do as a producer, your environmental stewardship, how you take care of the animals, and, of course, trying to educate those consumers on the fantastic nutrition they're picking up through our Wisconsin beef product. You can find more at beeftips.com or on social media. Look for the Wisconsin Beef Council. Today I want to talk with my friend Chuck Adame. Chuck Atomy is the current uh, CEO of the Equity Livestock Sales Association. Come this summer, he's getting ready to retire after 16 years in that position. You know, professionally, sometimes you meet people and you fail to realize they may have had a career before you met them. That's the case with Chuck Adamy. But did you know what he did before he came to the Equity Livestock Sales Association? I decided to find out and asked him, "To tell me what did you do before Equity and the livestock industry?"
11: you know interestingly enough i was in another vocation uh, that uh, struggles mightily at times and then makes a lot of money i was in the aviation industry oh, really? so yeah i spent about 25 years there and then retired uh, and the sale of a company uh, we owned a small uh, package delivery company we actually operated 27 jet airplanes for people like fedex and and uh, the larger carriers and at one point in time, we've we decided, you know, we're not going to be able to get big enough, so we'll just sell. We sold, and I retired, and uh, I was uh, retired for about two and a half years, and we moved back from to Wisconsin from Arkansas. And uh, my wife said, uh, you know, the winners, you, you drive me nuts. You better find something to do. You're going you're gonna to either be out of the house or you're going to be divorced. Take your choice. And uh, I had just looked in the paper, and I saw this equity co-op. And I didn't know much about it. I did a lot of research, and they were looking for a CFO. That was my background. Uh, I decided, well, how hard can this be? This company has been around for 100 years. Uh, you ought to be able to step in and take care of that. And I, Came in for the job, and within a year and a half, they promoted me to president because there were some problems uh, with equity. Uh, Fortunately, over the period of time, those problems were able to work themselves out with the help of a great team uh, here at equity, and here I am. Uh, I stayed probably, well, I think eight years, ten years longer than I thought I really was going to stay.
1: You know, how do you transition from aviation's buddy to livestock, and what was that like? Do you remember the early days trying to get your arms around this business model?
11: Yeah, the interesting thing is, is it was finance, and as Kurt can tell you, because he has a financial background, finance is finance. Uh, What you really have to learn is the language. What is the language? And uh, that takes a period of time. And as I said, there was a great team here, and uh, they were able to teach me, and I was able to rely on them over that period of time uh, in order to learn the language. Uh, Finance is still finance, and this company, if it... uh, if it does one thing, it has to look at what financially is going on. It's all about numbers.
1: <laughs> you know, and the numbers have changed. So give me a little sense of uh, what this company, not not necessarily from the book standpoint, Chuck, but the customer base, uh, not only the, the people that were bringing cattle and working with equity, but those buyers that were out there. Tell me about the demographics that you've noticed change.
11: You know, on a, And and dealing with the seller side, I mean, obviously, we've seen a a contraction of the the number of farms uh, with the smaller farms giving away. At the same time, we see the larger farms getting bigger and bigger. Uh, Production stays about the same. The herd up until probably the last year has remained about stable not moving one way or another so the actual numbers that equity sees probably stays the same with the exception of as these farms get bigger their needs are different what they need in marketing their animals is different than what they did in the past the smaller farms were looking to commingle animals so that they can they could get a buyer to look at those now these Bigger farms are able to have a full truckload and they'll go direct into the facilities. More on the eastern side of the state than on the western sti- side of the state. But we see that. Now, on the buyer side, you've seen the same thing. Consolidation. So now, right now, we're looking at, you know, three large buyers in the in the state, where we did have four, not even five years ago, uh, and three large buyers where one of them is so specialized, they only take a pacif- specific kind of animal, uh, a black headed animal. Uh, so... It's it's a contraction there too. That puts a lot of pressure on this company and the sellers out there. Like, how do I how do I get the best buy? Uh, I just read something this morning that uh, the Packers right at the moment are making about the, profiting at about eighty five dollars a head. Well, that eighty five dollars split in half would make our our producers feel a hell of a lot better yeah. if they could get it. Right. So. Right
1: you know that changing dynamic though that's something else that's different than the day you walked in and to the to the point that your background being aviation's not agriculture But yet you represented the state on the uh, federation of uh, of, uh, cattle, you know, for the national state beef councils, how how has that changed either your perspective on the industry as a whole, maybe I'm jumping the gun, did you have a perspective on the industry when you came in?
11: Well, I mean I grew up on a farm so I kind of knew what that was, I mean it wasn't like I was walking into agriculture completely as a novice, but at the same time when I came into it in this kind of role it It was completely new, and my exposure nationally actually helped me with a lot of the issues that we face here today, uh seeing it in other areas of the country you know in a lot of cases, we were pretty fortunate here in Wisconsin because we dealt dairy, but at the same time that we were staying fairly fairly even, fairly static it Uh, Other parts of the country that were dealing with beef cattle, with the up and downs of the cycles, they were hit a hell of a lot more than we were. I saw that because of that involvement. Uh, And the Beef Council, I mean, it it was a great way to interact for me with producers from all over the United States and talk to them. It it helped me actually perhaps learn quicker than I would have had I not been exposed that way.
1: Talk to me about the tools that you see you're using today versus when you started. We were just teasing about how you can't get away from some of them now, and where you think that's going to take us as far as marketing of agricultural goods. I'm not just saying cattle, but marketing, period. What do you see coming up uh, down the road that Kurt's gonna have to wrangle?
11: Well, I mean, he's got a, he, he has a completely different way he's gonna have to go, and I'm not going to sit here and tell him how that needs to be. That would be my idea. I'm sure he has his. Uh, but we both see the same thing we see a contraction and the larger farms getting bigger we have to find a way to provide the services that they need so that we can be germane to them if we aren't if we can't find that service then the way we operate currently will fall by the wayside, and what I'm talking about is auction markets is that will they be viable and i'm not I don't mean to suggest that auction markets would go completely away, but the number of auction markets may diminish because of the way things are currently way the way uh, animals may be marketed may require that you don't hold as many auctions as you currently do. Uh, Again, that's uh, something that Kurt's going to be addressing, I'm sure, in the next five, six years. Uh, And he has uh, additional problems that he's got to face with uh, employment. Uh, We see rising employment costs, uh, and at the same time, we see an employee base that doesn't it isn't the same as it was in the old days where a person would come to work and they'd last their whole career, you know, in one spot. And now it's, they come in and they take what they need from the position they're in and they may leave or they may stay, but they want constant change in their life. So yeah, we, tra- we train them, uh, we bring them in, we pay them a pretty good wage, we train them and they leave and we cycle begins all over. That's another issue that he's got to wrestle with in the future.
1: So here we go, uh, the home stretch of uh, Chuck's career at Equity. So just uh, when you're mulling things over, what are some of the highlights that you're going to recall when you're uh, getting ready to grab the nameplate and head for the door?
11: You know, fortunately enough, I don't think I'll walk away completely, because the highlight of my career has been meeting the people across the United States and here. And uh, I'm still heavily involved, and it looks like I'm going to stay heavily involved in some of the issues that are going on now. tagging, uh, still pretty heavily involved in that, and I don't know that that's going to go away. At least for the next four or five years, it's going to be moving. So I think the highlight that I had is the people, both within the organization and outside of the organization. Uh, It's an amazing, amazing group of people in agriculture. It's not like aviation. Uh, These people, they're competing with each other, but you'd never know it. They like each other. They depend on each other. Uh, That was foreign to me when I walked in it because where I came from was if you could cut them, cut (laughs)
2: them.
1: Chuck Adamy, current CEO at the Equity Livestock Sales Association. As of June 30th, he is officially going to retire. They've already had some transition as far as leadership. Earlier in March, Kurt Larson, Took over as president of the Equity Livestock Sales Association. So congratulations on all the years of service, Chuck, and do enjoy retirement. This update brought to you courtesy of our friends at the Wisconsin Beef Council, who, in partnership with the Equity Livestock Sales Association, also want you to know you want to find out more on how your checkoff dollars are being spent, always remember beef tips.